Everybody wants to be successful, and yet we all have different ideas of what that is. Finding success is the journey we embark upon to go and get what's ours. We are willing to travel down within to find our greatness buried deep inside of us. Questioning society's views and flipping the script, putting our own stamp on life. We're here because our future is within our control. Finding success is how we grab hold of what is possible. The relentless pursuit of success starts here. We're finding success. We're here to help break that monotony of your life and help you find your version of success. Welcome back to another episode, guys, of the Finding Success podcast with me, Adam. And me, Alex. Good afternoon, Alex. How are you doing? Good, man. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you. We've gone for a bit of a different camera set this week um, so we can actually look into your guys' screens. And uh, For those of you watching on YouTube... I was going to get to that oh, bit. Carry on. Um, for those of you watching on YouTube, for those of you who aren't, uh, then you can just listen to our beautiful voices instead. So welcome back to listening to my beautiful voice and Alex's beautiful voice. Um, this week, we've got quite a good episode for you guys as well. Um, we're going to go back to something that we've done originally um, with our success stories. Now, obviously, we've done that with one of the greatest investors on earth, the one, the only. Oracle of Omaha. Warren Buffett. Um, and this week, we're going to do something a bit different, um, but still in a similar sort of business. Today, we're going to do no one other than the latest and greatest Tony Robbins. Indeed. And there's, it's <clears throat> he's a man in a similar field to this, isn't he? He does podcasts. He does... Um, Crikey, what am I talking about? He does public speaking, motivational public speaking, speaker. Yeah. Um, he's an author. He's an, an Go on, spit it out. Philanthropist. Nice. That's right. Let me let me start. Go on. I'll get the ball rolling. Go on. Let me start. Because he's a hard man to find out information about, isn't he? He is, and I think it's quite not um not mysterious, but it's actually quite quite cool to know that. He's quite hard to find information on. You'd think that someone like Tony Robbins would be quite easy to to search up on. Um, For such a public figure. He is massive, very well known. Um, I'm pretty sure if you can go to anyone in the world that's in the understanding of philanthropy and... Sorry, philanthropy and... Um, personal development. Personal development, life coaching, performance, coach... Um, author, you know, that sort of anyone that reads good books, they're going to know who Tony Robbins is. For sure. Um, so to begin with, I'm just going to go into his, who he is. So actually his actual name is Anthony J. Robbins at the minute. That's not, that's not true. Oh, go on. So you're going to go back to his yeah, birth on. name. Yeah, go on. And that's his name with a minute is Robbins. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. All right. But he was born, you are correct, in Northern California, um, as in 1960. So he's an old boy now. He is indeed. Um, 62, isn't he? 62, yeah. He is 62, yeah. But his name, his birth name was, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, Mahaverick. It is so hard to Do pronounce. you know how to say that? No, I no, don't. I, don't. I, was, I was almost going to type it in on Google, <laughs> uh, what do you call it? Translate. Speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to <clears> see how you could say it, because I was worried about saying it wrong. I didn't want to get shut down for it, but... Yeah, yeah. Well, we've we've tried to do it as nice as, nice as we can, and we, we apologise, Tony, if it's wrong. Um, yeah. Please let us know. You just slide in the DMs, Tony, and let us know if it's just come on. If it's wrong, just it, come on. If you're available, um, 
both parents were Croatian. He is from a Croatian background, and they moved. The parents both moved to the US, obviously before his birth, because he was born in North California. Um, <clears throat> growing up in North California, parents were together for a little while, but then they separated. Um, it was quite an abusive relationship, I believe, from what I've been able to read. Um, and a few years down the line, they separated, and his mum remarried a few times. Um, to one of them, one of their husbands being a man called Jim Robbins, who was a professional baseball player or something like that at the time. Semi-professional. Semi-professional baseball player. And he's adopted him, allegedly adopted him, and that's how he or has taken the name of Robbins from yeah. him. Because it suits like the American, it's a better fit, isn't it? It's a better fit than what his original birth name was, yeah, yeah for sure. And it makes him sound a bit more, I guess it's quite a, professionally sounding name as well isn't it Tony Robbins obviously Anthony Robbins is also yeah you know professional but it's quite a short sweet professional easy to name. remember yeah you, for business you, yeah yeah it's very good very good very good which name. is do you think there's something wrong with society these days that we wouldn't find that as that second name that Mahabaric name in today's society not at all well it's not wrong no I, I think his, his original name would have been perfect okay um, it's quite good because you can get now with the world, you know, during the war, um, during olden times, people used to almost discriminate people on their names. Yes. You know, you, you can instantly picture someone, um, for instance, like a name of a person that was named after a country. Yeah. And, you know, it instantly think that that person's wrong or, I don't know. It, it, names are very, 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 dri- spit out, Dodzy, discriminate upon I think yeah yeah no, I think. back in the day they would have been um, so maybe in the 60s yeah but yeah even today yeah then. exactly <clears throat> when he was growing up mm. you know even in the 80s maybe when he you know when you know, his mum married uh, the new partner that's maybe why it made him swing towards that name change um, just an idea just, just thought an idea. just an idea but I guess we'll never know until he comes on as you said so. yeah he'll, he'll be a buyer soon I'm sure um, but I want to bring into another person Gary V. His yeah. his like business Vayner show name Chuck. is yeah, it's Gary V, but his real name is Vaynerchuk or whatever it is. Yeah. And he's Belarusian. He's a Belarusian American. Mm. So yeah, it's just um interesting how they change it to be memorable and to be more fitting, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it, more fitting, um easy to remember. Yeah. It's an it's an easy Gary V <laughs> is easy and <clears throat> simple to say than Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. More of a ring to it, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay, so moving on. Complicated name is Tony Robbins. That's how we know him. That's how we love him. Um, <clears throat> when he was, he, uh, he's got two young siblings, brother and a sister. Yeah. And he's sort of taken on the role as a protector of them um, growing up because he because they were in an abusive relationship with their parents. It was it was a tough time for him, I believe. I don't know if you know any more on them. Uh, well, obviously, other than his parents, as you said, his, um, his parents divorced at seven. Okay. Um, so I think he was fairly abusive around probably that sort of age when it's first started getting fairly abusive and uh as you said he sort of stepped back and realized that he had to be he had to be there to, to protect him but also be like a, a psychologist so he could work out or read his mum's body language read his mum in the way that how she's going to react to this how she can react to that if she's in a bad mood if she's not in a bad mood and sort of figure how he can protect his siblings um so Ever since a very, for a very young age, from a very young age, sorry, he was introduced into that life early. And I think that's why he's, he's such a great 
psychologist, even though he isn't really, you know, he's not <coughs> been to university to study it. He, he's just such a great psychologist from that very, for that very reason. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he's been doing it since he was a kid with his brother, sister, his mum, dad. Yeah. He's been doing it for he's a ha- long time. He's had time. to. Yeah. It, it was survival. There was no choice, you know. Unfortunately, I'm ver- I'm lucky enough to not grow up in a in a abusive um, home, so I wouldn't know how bad the abuse was. But you can only dream that it's, it's a horrible situation to be in, um, and there are all different types of abuse across the world. So you know, it could be very very simple from just verbal to physical. But I can imagine that it would be quite hardcore from stories that I've heard previously. So just to work your way around and actually put it into perspective. I'm sure it was quite hard for him. So he learned from a very young age. You know, it was a necessity. He had to He had to know. For sure. And it developed him into who he is today, really. It was probably the foundations that he was he was building off. Yeah. Um, I was going to zoom on to when he was about 17. Perfect. Because, <clears throat> okay, before we go, couldn't find nothing. After that. I researched for hours about his teenage years. Couldn't find anything. Nothing at all. So no. if you guys find anything... Let us know, and we can almost put like updated notes uh, in the description box. Um, but yeah, we couldn't find anything. So if you guys know any, any stories or anything like that, just let us know, and we can uh, we can update it. So at seventeen, he was a janitor, <clears throat> I believe, working at a local school. But he was also at weekends helping people move house for just a bit of extra cash, a bit of extra income, you know, support himself. Uh, and he, he was helping someone move house who was considered, or, his, or he considered to be quite successful. <clears throat> And he said about going to this this um, seminar seminar that he was going to go to. So so um, what's the name? Tony Robbins saved up a, a week's worth of earnings to go and see the seminar. And the, seminar, the person who <clears throat> was given the seminar was Jim Jim Ron. Yeah. Do you know? Have yeah. You seen yeah. his videos? Uh, I haven't actually no, but I know the name. So I'm actually quite a big fan of this geezer because he's he's got a great video on the Instagram at the minute. Um, he's not with it. He's he's uh, he has died, unfortunately, recently. Uh, Jim Ron, so he's no longer with us. But um, he's got some great videos on Instagram, through whatever, however they got there. But he's—have you seen the risky video? No. The life is risky. Buying a house is risky. Oh, Buying a family yeah, is risky. yeah, yeah. This is Jim Ron. It's brilliant. <clears throat> That's one of my favorite videos. Like investing your money is risky. <laughs> he's doing it with a great big smile on his face. That he—he slams that. He finishes with, "I'll tell you how risky it is. I'll tell you how risky life is." You'll never make it out alive. <laughs> I'm like, that's spot on, isn't it? You're literally gonna you're gonna yeah. die no matter what, so just take some risk. Take some risk. <clears throat> um so that's who that was, and I think he's he's really good. And some of the stuff he says today um still stands because he sort of he's an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, cinematographer these guys, an author as well, he's got a number of different books out and um and a motivational speaker. And he started motivational speaking just after the depression in America. Same time as like Think and Grow Rich came out and Carnegie's book. When How to Win Friends and Influence yeah, People. Those were sort of <clears throat> surfacing and being created. Um, it was all in Jim Ron's, I guess you could call it, era. So, so Tony had all these books and people to look up to and learn from as well and yeah. take it into the modern day, which he, I think he's done very well. Yeah. And with Jim, he, uh, how did he meet him? Was it through a seminar? I think he saved up to go to a seminar. But he, he found out about Jim through moving houses with a a family member or something, wasn't a it? A friend or of a family. Friend of a family. Um, and he said, well, did he say that he was going to? 
Oh, I think the friend of the family had been to Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. He was like, this is... Because uh, his father told him, this man he's helping with house is a loser. Or was a loser. How has he yes. become so successful? Yeah. And he asked... And Tony asked that man, because he's a kid, naive, just you can ask those sort of questions, can't you? You go, my dad says you're a loser. <laughs> Why are you so successful? Yeah. And I think he said, he mentioned... I don't know, obviously I wasn't there, but he, he just said something. I went to this... Went to seminar. Jim Ron seminar. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Here's one coming up. Go and have a look. See what you think. <clears throat> and after that, he uh, he sort of fell in love with the guy, didn't he? Uh, Jim. Yep. As a person, and almost begun to work with him because he was he was like a promoter, wasn't he? Yep. Promoting the shows and stuff. Yep. Exactly. He would he would be <clears throat> out there selling tickets and he's doing exactly what you said, promoting promoting Jim Ron's. Uh, seminars around the world and that got him literally hands-on experience doing seminars and he got to obviously listen to every single one that Jim did because he was there working promoting it so he'd spent I don't know how many years it was but it was a few with Jim Ron traveling America giving motivational speeches and yeah. and working with this very successful entrepreneur I believe by the time he died he was worth over 500 million really right, so back in the day that's Pretty hefty money. Considerable it's still pretty money. hefty money now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's he was a good guy. So that's um, I think that's what gave Tony such a rocket boost in his career, or such a firm foundation of knowledge. Yeah, because he was at every single seminar that Jim was hosting. Exactly. It's mega, isn't it? We all know the saying: surround yourself with wealthy people, and you'll follow their wealth. Mm. And uh, it just goes to show that exact exact point in Tony's life. Obviously, he stumbled across Jim um, as an accident. He wasn't really looking to, you know, get in that way of life. Uh, thanks to that one person that actually he was helping move in house that his dad called a loser from, you know, earning 40 quid a week, $40 a week, sorry, to being a multi-million investor and business person. It's just unreal. Just unreal. Just from that one, just from you know the initial start of, of going to by, they could have missed completely. Yeah, he might he might not have been able to afford to go to that seminar, and life could have been completely different. He wouldn't have written the books he's written, given the speeches he's speeched, helped all the people that he's helped. He spent a week's wages on going to watch someone talk. Mm. That's how much he believed in this person. That's a lot of money for a lot of people. It's a lot of, a lot of drive. Yeah. If your life's really that bad. He's happy to spend the week's wages. That's a that's a pretty pretty bold statement to do, but well done to him. You know, how many people do you reckon would do that these days? I don't know many. No, no, I don't know many at all. I mean, I would because I have. But I was going to say, well, besides us, <laughs> besides us. But I, I yeah, yeah, I would hardly know anyone that would. It's that old. It's that um, thing where spend a hundred pounds going to watch a successful entrepreneur teach people or just talk about how to become a successful entrepreneur cost 100 quid is too much but going out for not out is 200 quid and that's perfectly reasonable you know and yeah same as oh, i can't afford healthy groceries and because it costs 100 quid but you'll go out for a fancy steak dinner that costs 100 quid and it's just them, them comparisons yeah i was gonna i couldn't remember that one but yeah you spend a thousand pounds on an iphone but a thousand pounds on self-help self-development course or Something like that is just a mastermind course or anything. Yeah, is you know you're never going to do it. I can't afford it. Yeah, it's not. But people will happily pay two years to have a phone in their pocket, but they won't pay for a course that could change their life and be able to make them afford ten of those things in a week. Sort of thing. It blows my mind. 
blows my mind. And I'm sure it does does you guys as well. For sure. For sure. So I've got a bit of a gap in my research from him. Yeah. I've jumped from this when he, yeah, he was working with Jim Ron for the early years straight to when he was diagnosed with his pituitary tumour. Tumor. Yeah, yeah. Have you got anything in between? No. He was 31 when he was diagnosed with that, wasn't he? So I know he met a guy called Jim uh, John Grinder. Ever heard about that? No. So um, in his journey and his growth in his personal journey, uh, I think it was mid to late 80s, he met a guy called John Grinder. I think Tony met him at a one of Jim's seminars. And uh, they were both interested in the same thing. Brains, how the brain worked. Okay. Neurological science. Um, and Jim, whether he was... Uh, John, sorry. John, whether, whether he was already in the game or whether he was coming up to the game, um, attended the seminar that Jim was going to. Uh, hosting, sorry. And uh, Tony also got talking to him. And they started a neurological programming company together. And I think that was one of his first companies that he sort of started um, and how he got his foot on the ladder in building and creating a business. Um, they both went in together. Um, and yeah, I think the rest is history for that sort of side of things. But obviously, Tony was still um, studying hypnotherapy as well. He was doing hypnotherapy as well as starting a business with John uh, Grinder in the neurological neurological brain yeah. side of things yeah yeah. neurology I didn't know that about him that's interesting um, are those companies still going today are they still things the thing I couldn't find was a company name yeah I knew the person that you start the company with and yeah. I'm sure it's not too hard to put two and two together and type in you know the name John and, and Tony Robbins and search up and see if we can find it but at the time of, uh, of searching I couldn't actually find the company name interesting he done it. He did do it. He start, yeah. He started a company, started the entrepreneurial way of doing things in, yeah. in the world. Interesting. Anything else between that age? No, no. No, it's, it's hard to find out information about him. Yeah. Very, so that's interesting that his businesses aren't, because he is an entrepreneur. He's got a couple of businesses, isn't he? I don't know how true it is, huh? but I heard he had something like 99 businesses when I first was listening to the Netflix documentary that he'd done I'm Not Your Guru or something like that or right. I'm Your Guru I can't remember what it was uh, it's on Netflix I think still okay um, go and watch it if you've got Netflix if you haven't completely understand because it's a waste of money <laughs> um, <laughs> but Tony's on there anyway um, and I think in that documentary he says that he has or runs 99 other business or companies or is involved okay. in 99 other, other business or companies um, which would make more sense. Yeah, that's quite blimey. You couldn't be running 99 companies. Not business. a You'd chance. Never be able to. So, <clears throat> this is what interested me the other day. Someone was talking about um, investing in companies and it was, I'm going to try and loop it in so it makes sense because I'm not very good at telling my point of view. Uh, there was an entrepreneur. He was asking for investment, yada, yada, yada. And he goes, he wants huge lump sum of money and he wants all your dedication to this company. And okay, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, this is really interesting to me. I'm quite interested in doing this. And the investor goes, why are you not, let's say, start working together on it. And like, why, are you, why are you not here all the time? What else are you doing? He's like, oh, I've got two other ventures I'm trying to 
build up, trying to grow, et cetera, et cetera. And um, suddenly it was, he was like, whoa, 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 you're not giving it 100%? That's, that's raising some questions to me. You're not obviously 100% sold 100 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, it, I mean, dig right, I'd like to have fingers in many pipes. That is a goal of mine. But you should always just start one at a time, I believe. Like, just yeah. focus on one and get it going, get it, get it managing itself. So I'd be amazed if Tony could run 99. Yeah, yeah, no, Involvements. No Easy dates. Yeah, I think it was definitely involvement, yeah. for sure. But even still, he's having fingers in many pies. And 10% of something is better than 100% of nothing. Diverse. So having, yeah, 2% of 99 companies is... Whoo! Yeah, very diverse. He'll be doing all right for himself. Um, so I was just going to go into that pituitary tumour. Yeah, yeah. 31 years old um, is when he got diagnosed with it, which um, explains why he grew 10 inches as a teenager. Which is mad, isn't it? It's huge. I bet everyone terrified of him. Yeah. Because he's, he's something like, what is he, six foot? Don't know. He's a big boy. Yeah. He's but in like everything, his hands, his feet, he's just massive. Big stature. <laughs> big statured person. Big. He fits on stage very well, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he, he fills the stage. Yeah. He does. He does fill the <laughs> stage really well. Um, and then they had it removed. It wasn't any danger to him, I don't think. No. So they, they got it removed and he was all right. It's fine. And he's still going today. He's still is. cracking on like strong. I want to talk to you. I want to talk about his books because so he's while we listen to his podcast or we have you know we started to listen to his podcast before we moved on to the Finding Success podcast because that's the only podcast you need um, ever in your life. <laughs> and we also so we listen to that as well as reading his books. I've personally not read one of his. Oh, sorry, he's got. I think it's four or five books. Five, five books. Five, four are best selling. Ah, oh, okay, amazing. That is pretty damn yeah, good. You can't can't be that. So I I've read Unshakable, which he co-wrote with. Just gonna go. It's a Malok. Malok, yeah, very good. Malok, Malok, like that. Peter M. Chief Keef. Yeah. Um, I've written Unshakable. It's a very good book. Helped me out massively. Helps you. <clears throat> it's a finance book. Yeah. It is a finance book, but it helps you with a little bit of mindset around finance and understanding how the whole game works in a very basic form. Whereas you have read Money Master the Game, haven't you? I have indeed. And yeah. I have not yet. It's on my list, but I've not yet read it. Another great book. Hmm. Very, 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 very demanding. Because it's, it's such a big book. And the, almost the last maybe 200 pages uh, interviews with famous people. Uh, Warren Buffett, Paul Tudor Jones. There's just a load of people in there that are great to read about and have got... Oof. Cheat like top of the game Investors. hedge fund managers, yeah, like yeah, they're just amazing at what they do. Mm. Um, it's just very, very in depth. It's great to read, really great book. Um, it's just seven hundred and fifty pages. It's it's a big book. It's a thick book, it? but it, but it's great to read. It's great to read. I wouldn't I would not steer anyone away from reading that book at all, just because it's big. You know, it's a great book. You got to read it. Simple. Listen up. Get it in your Amazon. It's cheap on Amazon as well. It's not too expensive. Paperback. I'll leave a version. link in the description. It's easy. <clears throat> um, and that's all I've got on him today. I know he does. Co- he's constantly doing seminars every year. Just con- he's he's focusing on the philanthropy and just helping people, aren't they, with yeah. his, with with lives, changing, converting families, and saving marriages. And he's just focused on that at the minute, I believe. He's out to obviously feed America. Is one of his um, charities. I think it's called Feed America. Some of that. Um, he wants to feed a billion people. Uh, which is amazing, just from that one story as a kid. Another piece to add, um, that one day his, I think it was his family or 
something uh, Christmas Day, didn't have any food. Um, and a neighbour popped around and gave him some groceries. I'm sure I, I messed it up. Do apologise, Tony, if you're listening. Um, but dropped him around some groceries and said, look, you know, enjoy Christmas. Here it is. And ever since that day, it's changed his mindset because I'm sure, as we all are, um, when we start the journey, very self-focused and very me, 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 which is fine. We have to be because we want to grow. We have to work on ourselves first before we can work on other people. But just that very, very little snippet of someone giving aid to that person has made or changed his whole life in his, you know, his giving background, um, which is why that charity is very impressive. And every book that you buy now, I think the proceeds go to that yeah. charity, which is great. He's fed something stupid like half a billion mouths. It's doing a it's just amazing. Job. It's just amazing. Um, and like you said, he's just out there coaching people. He's there to coach people's lives. He's there to you know help them with problems, um, overcome problems. Maybe they're in a, a tough relationship that they're not they don't want to be in anymore, but they're too scared to tell the person that they want to break up. It's just it's just amazing what he's doing. Just amazing what he's doing. I think I know that story you're on about. It was a it was Thanksgiving because that's the big Thanksgiving big day story. Yeah, and his dad actually didn't want it. He refused at the door. The man came to the door, tried to give it to him. He's like turkey and a few like groceries to just have a nice dinner, have a mega um, Thanksgiving. And at the time, he tells a story that his parents were having a fight through the, like mum shut the door, bedroom door, and his old man was yelling at yelling at her through the <laughs> yelling at her through the through the door. Sorry. The, Dog's causing carnage in the studio right now. <laughs> it's going to knock over all the lights and everything. <laughs> Watching on YouTube, you see our reactions. But anyway, focus. Um, yeah, he, uh, the man at the door asked for Tony to go and find his father just so he could give him the give him the the groceries. And he, so he runs. He's really excited. He runs up to his dad and he's, <laughs> waits for his dad to finish yelling through the door. He goes, Dad, Dad, Dad. There's a man at the door. He's like, Well, go answer it then. He goes, I have, he needs to see you, he wants to see you. So he brings his dad to the door and his dad literally just does not look happy in the sight, looks offended and shouts at him, we don't accept charity, he slams the door in his face. Luckily, the geezer on the other side of the door is quite a well-built bloke, shoves his foot in the door and goes, sir, I think you should take these, don't let your ego punish your family, please take these. And eventually he did and that's that, that's that story. But so while there's not a lot about Tony Robinson, Tony Robbins' failures, because that's how we all learn, isn't it, through our failures. Yeah. He's learned through hardship and experiences. And while we're not, we're lucky enough not to go through hardships like this, but you can always learn from your experiences and what you've been through younger years and just learn from it and bring it forward in your later life. Um, and that's what he's done for his whole career. He's just used everything that he's done from his early days and, yeah, thrown it out. Just teaching people, just get, handing over that, the stuff he learned to people nowadays. Just amazing, isn't it? Because really, um, I think a lot of people now are still very fixed on I must make people look at me for the right reason. I may, I, I must have people look at me to say oh, I'm the dominant person or that I'm the helping person or that I'm the person that's got the best car, the best life. You know, we live the best life. I just see people on Instagram all the time or, you know, we have the perfect podcast setup you know with no dog that knocks over lights and moves around and snores you know um whereas people are so he was not that person he was just out there to help people and that's what we're here to do we, you know unfortunately we're not the richest 
richest, wealthiest people that have unlimited businesses with all the time in the world. We don't have that, but oh, yeah. we're here to help people. We're here to help you guys down the other end of this podcast, down on the end of the that camera um, on YouTube. And also maybe even Tony Robbins, when he watches this, he's going to feel touched by us because we're just here to help him as well. We're here to help everyone. And that's what he was there to do as well. So if you've got a message to share, or if you've got a family or a friend next door that's struggling, because they're just that little bit, they've got too big of an ego, just push them and push them and say, look, I'm here to help you. Let me help you. Or if you've got a bit of knowledge to share, just share it with people. You can, you can shout out to the world if you want to. Just go out the, out the door, open the car door, look at the geezer next to you and say, I'm going to help you out. Just tell him something. Yeah, or your car's got a flat tire. That's fine. That's, that's enough help. That's all he needs. Just go around and help people. Pe- just help people out. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'll leave it as that. It's quite hard to do that sometimes, though, isn't it? It so is. We know. Is the person we know that. at his door was actually an incredibly good person because imagine having a door slammed in your face. You're literally giving them free food that he's probably paid for himself because nothing's free in life. Yeah. All, we all know that. Nothing is free in life. You pay for it some way or another. Um, he's gone out of his way to pay for this food, to give it to this family. And the man shut his door in his, his face. It's like, I know for, for a second, you'd be like a bit pissed. He, 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 he probably bit. fought and was like, well, yeah. this person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What's the point? Why am I trying to help you? But I think he knew the greater cause was the family behind the, and the, kids. the ego. Yeah, exactly. So obviously he had, some, he had some inside knowledge. But this is another thing I think is great. You should never judge people on the streets or in the shop supermarkets or in just anywhere. If you see someone having a bad day, it could be the worst day of their lives, right, that you're witnessing. Say a mum is in Tesco's. The kids are going absolutely mental. They're throwing just, I don't know, vegetables everywhere. Pasta everywhere. Yeah. yeah Butson's worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> They're having a really... You just look at me and you... The automatic reaction is to judge and be like, oh, she's not in control of her kids. She doesn't know how to do things. And it's it not necessarily that. It could just be... She's having a terrible day. Yeah. The kids, have had, they've had just had some terrible news and they're all a bit upset and emotions are flying and just it's out of control. You just don't know everyone's situation. So just try and communicate with people like you don't know their situation. You don't know the reasons why they're like that. Because they could be a sour person in general or they could just have, be going through something terrible. Yeah, yeah, completely And agree. you've got to treat everyone like that because then, or just without judgment, completely just neutral Judgment. No judgment. Zero yeah. judgment. It's best. It's just. It's hard to do. It's very hard to do. But when you do it, actually, you. I don't know. You're just happier about life as well because you, you just. You also stop caring about. Uh, you realise that other people are having hard times. So when you're having a hard time, you also care less that people are seeing you having a hard time. Yeah. The way and the way that every single person listening to this podcast, watching this podcast, is by sharing this podcast. Because not only are you helping this channel, you're also helping people down the other end that we've taught all these lessons for free. We're not asking any money. You know, we're not we're not telling you that you need to do this and do that and do this. Just share this podcast and help your friendship group, help, you know, your mum, your dad, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whoever. Just help them out by sharing this podcast to them. Say, look, maybe they're going for a half time, for instance, like a few weeks ago when we spoke about self sabotage. Maybe they've had a bad day at work and they've sabotaged a you know, a job opportunity that came their way that unfortunately they said the wrong thing and now they haven't got it. Just to know that someone else has been in that situation is going to help them. It's going to help them. So share this podcast, review it, and help us get this out there to help other people. 
It's simple. That's all we're on. We're on a mission to help people. So you can do the same thing by helping us back and share the podcast. Um, I think that's a good way to end it. Perfect. So, guys, as I already said, go and share this podcast. Like, rate, review. Um, also, follow us on social media um, to keep us up to date on what we're doing and our daily movements. Uh, all the links will be down below. We really hope you enjoyed this episode and this little series that we're doing with our success stories. Now, if you've got any other ones we'd like to do, you'd like us to do, sorry, give us a shout. Again, DM us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or even email us. The email will be down below in the description box as well. We hope you enjoyed this one. Again, new setup. Take care, guys. Have a good week and see you later. Success is available for everyone, so why should you settle for less?